What's your name, cadet? Thompson, sir. You live around here? No, sir. What's your telephone number, Thompson? Come on, uh, eyes front telephone number. 555-2467, sir. Okay. Let's see the thighs. Come on, come on. I haven't got all day the thighs. What in the hell are you doing? Meeting women, sir. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And this is Best Left in the Past. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. See you next week. <laughs> Write a review. Write a review. Not based on that. Let us justify our opinion first. Uh, give us a chance. I'm Greg. Um, <laughs> and it's good to be back with you. We're doing a double header. Of recordings, yeah. Currently, um, just to be confusing, we've recorded next week's episode just before this, which means I've had exactly one episode worth of beer before. Wow! This. Yeah, reminds me of the early days of podcasting oh, when we needed quite. a little bit Remember of Dutch we courage. To, we used to get bland. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't know episode. what we were doing. We didn't. Well, we don't know as now, compared now. to now. Yeah, <laughs> now we've got the buttons there. Oh, jeez. We're doing. We're doing police academy. We are doing police academy. Uh, this is this is actually so. When I did a false alarm last week, announcing this movie instead of put it up because I can't figure out yeah. pre-recorded episodes yeah. and schedules and things, there was a pretty hot response rate in terms of like, oh fuck yeah, yeah. So it's going to be an interesting episode. <laughs> it is curious to know out of our friends that commented who has seen it. Recently. That's what I'm curious about. Not to get too far ahead of myself, but. Because I have the same, well, I thought I had the same fondness for this movie, yet in watching it recently, wow. Wow. Yeah, I guess we'll get into it. We'll get to it in due course. The most important thing right now is for you to take us to the year that was the first year of the first Police Academy, Uh which was 1984. Can you take us there? 84, yeah, yeah. Tristan was born, yana, yana, yana. Oh, yeah. Um, True. So... Look, they actually quite a lot happened in the um, in the year of 1984. Plenty mm. to work with. So uh, I've honed in, not really thematically, into yeah. um, anything Police Academy related, but us being advertising folk, there mm. was a significant uh, commercial that year. There was a game changer, as it is, a, you know, you said the game changer, change game, yeah, uh, inspired by Orwell's 1984. Yeah, Apple Macintosh was. Released to the world through a sixty-minute TV, sixty-minute, sixty-second yeah. TVC, which uh, changed the face of advertising overnight. No less than Ridley Scott, straight off oh, the back really? of Alien, literally put pens down on Alien and wow. came and directed this thing. Man, oh no, sorry, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. It was nine hundred k to make, which in eighty four. Well, where did that money go? Ridley Scott. Yeah, yeah, actually, <laughs> probably. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Um, so one of the most expensive commercials ever when you um, adjust for inflation. Yeah. But what a return. Yeah. And this was kind of like my understanding was, and please correct me if I'm wrong, this was the uh, birth of the Super Bowl ad. Can I air a short gripe about Super Bowl ads? Yes. It's this circular illogical thing. Go on. People get excited about Super Bowl ads because Super Bowl ads are good. If you make good ads all year round, I just make good ads. Like, what the fuck, man? That's a good point. Just make good ads. Like, you have 30 seconds of content, make it fucking awesome. Mm. You don't only make it awesome when it's in the Super Bowl. You make it awesome anytime you're interrupting anything your fucking audience is doing. Make yeah. it good. Oh, sorry. That's <laughs> no, a fair rant. And I think the interesting thing is how a lot of these ads, like to get into the Super Bowl costs so much money. Yeah. Well, exactly, and so much of it happens outside of the Super Bowl now. Well, that's right, and you amplify, you know, through your socials or cheaper formats Yeah, outside of the Super Bowl and rely on organic sort of natural sharing and these sort of things Yeah, to do the heavy lifting. And to get me wrong, Super Bowl is a great place to, to, to plant that seed that, that will help it grow organic. Well, yeah, the a, you could say there's a couple of eyeballs there. There's some eyeballs. There's some eyeballs. But there's eyeballs in all different kinds of places. The Super Bowl is but once a year. Yeah, so what we're getting at is <laughs> that you should Doritos and Tide, yeah, Macintosh, Apple, you should invest in podcast advertising. Yeah. Do you think people have just in Greg 
Don't just don't evaluate us on a cost by thousand basis. Evaluate us on a on a, on a engagement. passion basis. Engagement. <laughs> engagement. I'm losing my voice a little bit. <clears throat> Me too. Hey, you know what's interesting about 984? That ad, it's hard to watch that now and to think of Apple as the underdog. But it, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. well and truly was. 100%. And that was challenging that's, that's the, the big mainstream corporate. IBM, IBM is... Yeah, they've framed it as big, uh, big, you know, 1984, yeah. or well in. And look 84. at where we are now. Everyone's got their eye telephone in their pocket, their eye wristwatch on their phone, their eye whatever the fuck on there, whatever the fuck. And so it's quite interesting that Listening. if 1984 was to be made today, that and when I say that I mean the commercial, uh-huh. it would almost be against Apple. And oh, what? It was. That happened. So the guys at Fortnite, yeah. they got kicked off the app. The App Store, I think. So what happened? Well, they they didn't like the way the the deal is structured in the App Store that Apple takes a certain commission or whatever. Yeah, they're and pretty they, good at taking the clip. They know what they're doing, hey. And clip, I don't clip. know who's right or wrong in this situation because I'm not close enough to how all this works. Like maybe that's the price you pay to get in the Apple platform and maybe in the long run that's worth it. I don't know. But they took a stand and they made a replica of the 984 ad. Oh, yeah. It's like shot for shot kind of remake, but with Fortnite characters. Did they use and, any songs and Apple from Enya? Is the, it's a talking Apple on the screen. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hey, 1984 was a big year for sticking it to the man. Yeah. Uh, big year for movies too. Oh yeah. Should I go? Should I just crank through the? Top yeah, 10? definitely. Right. Number one, Beverly Hills Cop. Number Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> number two, Ghostbusters. Oh. Number three, The Temple of Doom. Oh. Number four, Gremlins. Oh. Number five, The Karate Kid. Karate. This is a good year. It's a great year and I've guessed none of them. Until you get to number six. Oh. Because number six was, of course, a little picture called Police Academy. I love this movie. Do you? No. <laughs> I thought I might love this movie. I want to. I feel like we're really, okay. I would, yeah, sorry, it. sorry, sorry. It's, but it wants to come out. Um, came out in March of 1984. Fuck, I was born in March 1984. Wow. Wow. Maybe, maybe I'm the, maybe you the afterbirth. You're the Danny DeVito. No, this is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no that's, this is the Danny DeVito, yeah, right? Yeah, you're yeah. the Arnie. Ah, I, uh, Julius. Brother. <laughs> Now, look at this. This is crazy. This is actually crazy. Budget of $4.5 million. A gross of $81.1 million. That's nuts. That's like 20 times. Wow. The Romy here is... Through off the charts. It's hard to fathom. I can't fathom it. Cosper douche. <laughs> but Cos- you know Cosper what? racist remark. Oh, my God. What's interesting is... Critic score and audience score was pretty low at the time. I thought it maybe it was high at the time, but it's just outdated. Mm. Again, showing my cards. But critic score was 54%, audience score 64%. I mean, I knew the critic score wouldn't be high, but I thought the audience score might be higher. I thought the critic score might have been high before I watched it. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. I thought it could have been a airplane or a Exactly, and that's what I was expecting. Sat- satirical sort of slapstick. Exactly. I, I thought... And it's because it's kind of how I experienced this. I watched this at Jono's house, but I feel like it was like his dad's movie. Yeah. And so I would, we would watch it sort of one degree removed. I mean, we thought it was cool. Yeah. And it was a bit naughty and whatnot. And I, I was ready for a naked gun type of deal. But, yeah, was this, was this a big one for you? Yes. Okay. Big time. And, like, the series was. Yeah, okay. And, I, look, I still actually, you know, probably talk about this later, but I do want to go back and at least have a look at two and three. I'm curious. I was watching, just before you came, I was watching all the trailers for all of them because I was like, but maybe they get better. I don't know. I'm hoping they get better. They pumped them out once a year. That's impressive. Because yeah. we talked about ensemble casts during Predator and, you know, we can talk about what makes an ensemble cast. But to yeah. seven-year-old me, this was an ensemble cast. Like Just based on the... Stereotypes. Just like, like you got Mahoney, Boom Lady, <laughs> Tackleberry, Hightower, Michael yeah. Winslow. I don't know why everyone gets the character's name except Michael Winslow, but yeah. he's just Michael Winslow. It, did, it does feel like that. It's one of those movies. I agree. Like all those characters. It wasn't an ensemble, but it. Yeah, I thought to it was. A kid, it to, felt like yeah, it. they were all superstars to me. Yeah. Sergeant Callahan was interesting. Um, mm. 
Yeah, I, I loved these. I, I remember going to Milner Brothers Movie World and they had a Hollywood <gasps> on the Gold Coast oh. and they had a stage production type I forgot thing. about that until just that? now. Yeah. And I remember being really disappointed as a kid because I was expecting to see at least Mahoney. Proctor. Oh, ideally. That's right, all the stunts. Yeah. And there was a fireball and I remember that blowing my mind because you felt heat from the fireball. Yeah. Like, wow, you really felt that. Now jumping off the – and like these guys are just yeah, acrobats. Yeah, wow. 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 Yeah, I forgot back. about that. You opened a little compartment. Yeah. Of my medulla oblongata. Yeah, mine's there. Yeah, yeah wow. Um, yeah, so it, it was a big deal and I remember – it was always a, it was always allowed to rent this one as well, so that was interesting when you were quite young. Sure, should we do Dad? Because I feel like it's a Dad movie. Yeah, I can't remember the the, the viewing dynamics right. on the couch, but interesting because I feel like I might have watched this with Jono's dad and yeah. Jono. And Jono. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here tonight, son. <laughs> you want to watch a movie? Yeah, yeah. come on in. <laughs> um, yeah, this was it was never huge for me, yeah, okay. but it was there. And I was fond of. I was looking forward to doing this. Let me get that out there. I was like, "Yeah, Police Academy, fuck yeah!" Yeah, I I love. Not that in hindsight, not that they're necessarily the same thing. I love Naked Gun. Yeah, I love like stupid comedy. Yeah, I love it. Like Animal, <laughs> animal House. Yeah, type, yeah. Like. Although now I'm a little bit worried about that one too. Um, but 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 I I love Michael Winslow. I think we've talked about this before as well. Where I get them all mixed up. So yeah. I, I remember I think in one of the other episodes we talked about Citizens on Patrol for some reason. I thought the whole premise was that Citizens on Patrol. Yeah. And it, it kind of is in that it's ordinary people becoming cops. But is there but more ordinary people yeah. to come? Yeah, old Bobcat. Whatever. Bobcat. Yeah. Bobcat Wildcat. He wasn't in this one. It's Bobcat something. Yeah, it's not Bobcat Wildcat. <laughs> That's what I always called him. Really? So I'm not going to stop now. He has beef with Seinfeld. Does he? Apparently. Well, he's coming off second best. <laughs> I think he's like, the world will see eventually. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not cool to do? I don't know. No, that's his thing. That's his thing. It's his it, thing, isn't it? Does he fake it? I don't know. I don't know. Is it? Yeah. No, nah, I think it's okay. I hope it is. Are we getting cancelled? No, nah, but it's a... Keep going. I think that's okay. It's okay. We've decided. We've decided here. As now. we do on the podcast, a couple of 30-something white men, we decide what's okay and what's not. And we that, that passes the test. Um, we could be wrong about that. And apologies, uh, Bobcat Wildcat. <laughs> and friends and family, Bobcat Wildcat. Um, yeah, Michael Winslow is probably the primary thing that stuck with me through the years as a, as a special, special human. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, a lot of this... I'll get into the rewatch, but a lot of it I remembered as it played out. But I couldn't. I tried to think before I watched it. Like, what do I remember about, about this movie? Just Mahoney, I guess, and Michael Winslow, but nothing really specific. Hightower. I didn't remember him. You didn't remember Hightower until it came on the screen. Yeah, Tackleberry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. Easy Gunman. And yeah, Boob Lady and Tackleberry. I yeah, remember. You got to remember the bibs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't remember Kim Cattrall. No, me neither. I don't care for her. No, me neither. She's a bit of an asshole, as it turns out, right? Yeah. She's got some beef with old... Uh, SJP. With SJP, yeah. Hey, should I get into the origin story for Police Academy? Yes. Origin story. Now, believe it or not, this is sort of based on a true story. Wow. You know, the, those words pop up on screen in the beginning. Keep going. This is slightly more based on a true story than Fargo. Okay. So this is one of the rare origin stories where it starts with producer. Yeah, he had an idea. comes from producer Maslansky. Um, he was in San, old San Francisco way working on the right stuff. Okay. He, 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 was, he was a relative, I think he was an up and coming producer at the time. Oh, yeah. Getting he, known about town. Yeah, he, he worked on Return to Oz. Um, but oh. he was working in old San Francisco way and he noticed – some local, I guess you call it a police academy, some local recruits, some rare, not police-looking people training with police officers, and he's like, what the fuck's going on here? It's all set up. I'm there at 6.30 in the morning waiting for the, the, the crew to arrive. I'm waiting for the police to arrive and the whole thing. And arrives comes uh, a group of policemen 
that didn't look like the policemen that we needed for all of them for the picture. They looked funny. They really did. <laughs> so there was about 40 or 50 of them, of which we could use uh, quite a few. And I asked the cadre guy who brought them with the bus, SFPD, and said, I said, excuse me, he said, this is an interesting looking group. He says, well, we have a fair employment hiring here in San Francisco, and uh, we, uh, these are police academy cadets. Uh, and the off-duty policemen are working, the, the um, regular policemen are working this, the stadium today. And so these are police cadets. I said, are these your future finest? You know? <laughs> <laughs> he said, well, frankly, he said, you know, uh, uh, we have to take them in, but we can, we can flunk them out after three weeks. I said, oh, okay. And I started thinking about it. So that night I sat down and wrote a two-page story. And shout out to Jog Road Productions, where I got that video from. Check Thank out, you, that, Jog check Road. out their YouTube channel. It looks like they got some good stuff. But that was an interview fairly recently, so he's getting on old uh, Maslansky. But it's pretty fascinating that, that this idea that anyone in San Francisco, at least, can apply and show up to be a cadet, and then mm. they slowly rinse them out. Yeah, interesting. Makes sense, doesn't it? It makes sense, but you feel like there should be some. Early elimination of some sort. Yeah, but it seems like there's not three, three weeks. Well, yeah, if they're or out on, weeks, if they're yeah. out doing stuff like that, or maybe the screening should happen off some sort of screening. Yeah, yeah. like out of uh, real world requirements. Yeah, exactly. Well, his thinking was, well, what if some of these guys made it? Mm-hmm. So we took this idea to Alan Ladd Jr. Oh, yeah. At the Lad Company from the Lad from the Lad family, it's actually the Lad Company, legit. Oh, good. Yeah, part of the Warner Brothers group. Um, How many D's? Uh, do- double D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hired a man named Neil Israel and uh, another man named Pat Proft to write the script. They've been writing partners on a few movies such as Bachelor Party, um, Look Who's Talking to, Surf Ninjas. I'm not sure if they co-wrote them all together, but Israel definitely did. But Pat Proft, now not to, I don't choose favourites too often here, but it sounds like the real friend of the show in this duo is Pat Proft. All right, we're in, we're in the Pat business. We're in the Pat business because he was involved in Hot Shots Part 2. He was involved in Naked Gun 33 and a third. Yeah. He was involved in Scary Movie 3. You just made a fact. I knew you were going to find this guy and yeah. say this is the guy. He's in a Zucker, he's in a Zucker crew. Yeah. So he was um, in the early stages. He became mates with Jerry and David Zucker. He got involved in the Kentucky Fried Theater crew. So the airplane guys and echo gun guys, yada yada yada. And I think the small traces of that humor you see in this movie yeah. probably comes yeah. from this. Yeah, There's like the 100%. police, the police, the, the nice police guy, old guy that gets the blowjob. Commandant Lassard. Yeah, like that was written with Leslie Nelson in mind and you can well, kind of see. Totally. Like, when I was a kid, I thought they were the same person. I thought any guy like that was him. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I thought we Steve Martin was him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would hire videos with Steve Martin on the cover because I thought it was Leslie Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. I love that man. Yeah, so he's an interesting guy. He's done some interesting things. Other movies we'll cover, I am sure. Uh, but they hired director Hugh Wilson. Now he was somewhat of a legitimate comedy guy, not so much not so much the potty humor comedy guy. Interesting. So he worked on the Bob Newhart show, uh, but he also had this big hit, which was immediately before this WKRP in Cincinnati. WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, so I guess it was some kind of radio based sitcom, the the news radio of its day. Perhaps there was a young Joe Rogan involved. Ah, oh, who would that have been? Alan Jones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So he was in. He's like, yeah, that sounds fun. Although I'm not too familiar with this genre, so let me let me do some research. And he goes and watches some other movies that they've, you know, had a, as references. You know, think of the the Porkies of the World. And he's a bit like, what have I what have I signed up for here? Yeah. So I got a pretty funny quote here. <laughs> it was fairly discouraging. <laughs> this immediately convinced me to cut down on the sleaze. I asked for and got the power to refine the, the script that Israel and Prophet put together. Maintaining that funny is money, I wanted to go for real laughter rather than uh, going for the elements such as gratuitous sex and anti-establishment exploits. I wanted jokes which were rooted in reality. And it's pretty hilarious because the producer 
was worried about this. And it's like, but you're making it like pretty lame, <laughs> basically. It's like you're, you're homogenizing the edgy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's an edgy movie. and Quit homogenizing. And he was worried. So he said, Wilson took a lot of the vulgarity out of it. Um, some of the very things I considered necessary. I worried that it was becoming more homogenized. And I told Hugh, let's keep in some flatulence. <laughs> He, uh, he said. He said, "Let's keep some of the flatulence in." Yeah. Okay. Now I've read a bit about this movie, and it's like, I think they also seem to be using flatulence as a broader, like, just that type of humor. Yeah. yeah. Toilet, <laughs> more, toilet humor. More farts. More gas. <laughs> Step on the gas. <laughs> we don't. We could use some more fart. Yeah, we need fart buttons. <laughs> Sorry. Go. Go. Anyway, they struck a deal. Keep some of the flatulence in. Too much flatulence, you you Mm. got a thing there. Um, There's a gas threshold. Yeah, there's a gas threshold. So he got to tinker with it a bit and what he had to keep in, the non-negotiables were the shower scene, the blowjob scene and the party scene. But with all the changes that he was making to the script, now the lad company, the lads over at the lad company were like, what the fuck is this? I wanted a porkies. Now you're making fucking Sisterhood of the Travelling Bands over here? Mm, And so they had to put a lot of stuff he cut out back in and make it raunchier and, you know, more in line with the porkies and whatnot. Show me your thighs. So it was this big roundabout thing where I think he took some of the edge off, some of the – he tried to class it up as much as he could, but, you know, we ended up what we ended up with. Now Uh on cast – uh, I, there's some precasts here. This is this is a bit yeah. of a catch-all from yeah. our friends at IMDb trivia, for but Mahoney. I think some of these are true for Mahoney. Now, apparently, in consideration, which could be anything, consideration just means they thought of it, not that they were interested. But Billy Crystal, Tom Hanks, Michael Keaton, Bill Murray, Judge Reinhold, Jerry Seinfeld, well, Bobcat wouldn't have been in the sequel. Then. <laughs> Robin Williams, Bruce Willis, John Travolta, and Rick Moranis were considered for Mahoney. I think Tom Hanks was legit. Because you know, one of the they did bachelor party. These guys, yep. Um, Keaton, I think Keaton was, legit. was legit. I reckon. There's someone else who you're probably about to mention. I reckon they wanted Bill Murray, but they didn't. Well, he he well he blew up this year with Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. But do you have? You, is there another name you're going to say? No, Bruce Willis. Oh yeah, I missed that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He auditioned for it. Oh, he actually did. Yeah. This is, now that's interesting because I was thinking about, but I was thinking about Gutenberg. And who who what's his Gutenberg type? He's almost a Bruce Willis type. Maybe not. He couldn't do Die Hard, but he could do the he could do some the funnier Bruce Willis stuff. Yeah, Gutenberg was was massive. Yeah, for a period, a brief period, eighty four to eighty seven. Whenever whenever <laughs> Three Men and a Baby came out, fascinating. But I like him. He's a likable guy. Yeah, I found him less He's, likable in the rewatch. Oh, interesting. I don't disagree necessarily, but. Uh, should we get into the trailer? Let's play the trailer. Let's play the trailer. Let's play the trailer. Crime. The city was full of it. Hey! Three TVs! Desperate measures were needed. Want you to go to the police academy. The police academy is such a dangerous place. Honey, don't worry. Desperate measures were taken. I'm joining the police force! The mayor says we have to take this riffraff. I'm trapped here? Well, yes. We all are. What about guns? When do we get guns? You will be schooled in firearms, police procedures, local laws, and many, many other things. High-speed driving. Police Academy. Where did you get this gun? Mom gave it to me. Mister, I am warning you, hot They're lean. Mean. Does the radio bother you? I can turn it down. Obscene. Each and every one of them striving to defend. You make me sick. Thank you, sir. I make everybody sick. See the thighs. Or upend. Come on, come on. I haven't got all day the thighs. And now that they're ready for the real world. Give me the thing! Crime is no longer the number one problem. They are. Can you 
I get it out of the tree? No problem, ma'am. Oh. Police Academy. Police cops. <laughs> the trailer is so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need to go one level deeper though, Greg. Would you mind? Yeah. Scratching it, beneath the surface. So what's it really about? Well, we can't go too far below the surface here. You just hit rock. Yeah. Yeah. It's something. <laughs> uh, my synopsis is this. Some American city. A newly elected mayor has announced that she is changing the hiring practices of the city's police force. No longer would height, weight, sex, education or physical strength be used to keep recruits out of the Metropolitan Police Force. Hundreds of people who never dreamed of becoming police officers signed up immediately. What that has to do with the recruits in this film, I'm unclear. (laughs) Seemingly most of them could have been police officers regardless of the above criteria. Yeah. But off they go to college, I mean the academy... For a series of poorly executed, lowest common denominator gags focused on race, homophobia, and of course, sexism. There's not a lot to love here. It's really not a love story. One and a half stars. <laughs> yeah, man. I have to disagree with that. I want to say, like, you know, just in my opinion, it's not a great movie. <laughs> but I also want to say, but who's watching this today in 2020 is watching this and is laughing all the way through? No one. No. You can't. You can't be. If I'm wrong, I don't want to offend you. I'm sorry. But I just can't imagine why this – it's just not very funny. There's a couple of bouts where I did laugh. I'll get those out of the way. Well, not just laugh. I thought the music is fucking great. The yeah, music's the music great. is great. The music is great. I looked him up. Oh, yeah? Because I thought maybe he's like someone epic. Yeah. And he kind of is. Yeah. So the music's by a guy called Robert Folk. Folk. <laughs> Folk. Folk. <laughs> Folk. Now – it's pretty epic. It's iconic music and he did yeah. a bunch of the uh, Police Academies. He's also done some random other movies. Um, he did Toy Soldiers. Oh, yeah. Which, um, which is good if you remember. Loaded, loaded Weapon. Oh, I love that. But then he's done some pretty random shit like a bunch of Paulie Shaw, In the Army Now, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, um, Our Lord and Saviour's Maximum Risk. I think Is that the hockey one? Yeah, that's Sudden Death. Yeah. Sudden Death, Maximum Risk, Major League, Back to the Miners. He's done all these kind of sequels. Van Wilder, The Rise of Taj, and American Pie Presents Bandcamp. So he doesn't do anything with a Rotten Tomatoes score over fifty. Yeah, he likes <laughs> he likes the green. Interesting. He's a but he makes good music. Yeah, that's he's the, trying to lift them. He's trying to lift them. Wow, um, he takes it as a challenge. Yeah. Uh, so I like the music. The music's great. Um, I yeah. legitimately lulled in the beginning. You know, I'm in for this movie. I'm watching it. Mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. this is good fun. They they have the woman telling her husband not to join the police force, which is pretty cliche, but whatever. But then she's still on the bottom of the car later on. That that was a good little. It kept going. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I actually laughed out loud. Oh, you did? I did. I laughed you out loud. Lol stands for laugh out loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, okay. I, I did lol. Um, and it's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the beach party, uh, in watching the beach party scene where all the women just take off their tops for some reason, yeah. I just had a flashback to like, I can imagine watching this as a kid yeah. being like, oh, I can't wait to be an adult. <laughs> I, I forgot about I 80s not been tits, tits in 80s movies. Yeah. They're just there. They were just there. You know, in the Griswolds, the mum gets her boobs out. Multiple, Why? Yeah, because that's 80s, baby. It's crazy. Tits out now. I feel like Rodney Dangerfield would have elevated this. Yeah, well, this is the thing. It's kind of this in this weird no man's land of like, just just maybe it's because this director was trying to like class it up. Confused, yeah. Because maybe it just needed to go further into absurdity. Yeah. And because I mean, I'm sure the Dangerfield movies are sexist and whatnot. They are. But it's just so absurd that it's like, well, that's just the thing. That's the, that's the bit. Yeah. Whereas this just comes across. I think that the fundamental. The biggest sin you could make in a comedy is just to not be funny. And the, the less funny it is. <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah, but the, the less funny it is. The more serious it the, is. Well, the more you realise, well, the, the sexism and stuff. Yeah, yeah, if you don't nail it. Not, yeah, it's a very precise equation that if you get wrong, it's just revealed as just blatant sexism. There's no, 
oh, it's hard to articulate. I guess the before I get into it, because there's, there's a big one looming there that I'm just trying to avoid in how I talk about it. But in terms of initial impressions in the rewatch, I think Michael Winslow was still great. Yeah, yeah, that was still good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, oh, an interesting one was uh, what's his name? The the guy that loves guns. Tackleberry. Yeah, Tackleberry. I thought he was a massive unit. And in watching this, I was like, no, he's just some guy. Yeah, that's he made, a good he's point. He's slightly tall or something. He's got a large head. Yeah, I was expecting him to he's, be like a, a unit. Yeah. He's not yeah, at all. A good point. He's a very ordinary bloke. It was a bit weird. Yeah. And then I think uh, I was expecting more of a naked gun. Because, mm. I mean, like we said, I don't mind something stupid. Yeah. Clever stupid. Yeah, clever stupid. It goes to show that that's not easy. Yeah. That's a good point because I, I'm, you can tell. I'm finding it hard to articulate it why. Is, yeah. But it just ain't that. I would argue they're slightly different genres. There's a little, whereas that's more of a complete spoof of a genre. Yeah. This is just a silly comedy within a genre. And you're right, you touched on it in the synopsis. It's basically a college movie. Yeah, it, that's it for me. It's kind of like Animal House gone wrong. Yeah. Like they try and dial up the college boy cheekiness type vibe. Yeah. Set up. But then you, I don't know, you apply it to adult law enforcement recruits. Yeah. And you don't go all in. Yeah. And, you, and in, in, yeah. In, in any other movie, the stuff of like watching, you know, perving on women through windows would be the worst thing. <laughs> you know, like in most other movies we do, there's there's always a bit of sexism. The hero's doing it in this. Yeah, he's doing this. But that's almost like the least of the problems in this movie. Yeah. It's like when you get into the racial stuff, let's just, let's just rip the bandaid off. I think this might be the most out, outdated movie we've, we've ever done. I, for me, the, the racial component wasn't the worst bit. Really? Because I felt that at least the racial staff. At least they were the bad guys? The bad guys were the racists. I agree. The, the good guys were like, you know, the, the aspirational yeah. heroes of the film were the black guys, like the tackle, uh, tackle He's pretty white. Uh, <laughs> Hightower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he's the hero. I agree with that. I so think, it deals with, I think I felt like it was more racism rather than racist. Like It, it, it definitely, you're right. I think there's, it at least has that going for it. Yeah. But I think there's still, I think just paired with the fact that it's police in 2020. Yeah, yeah. Eh, oh, it's a bit of something that there doesn't that a, doesn't sit quite right. The irony is, we were going to do a different movie, but we thought it might be a bit too insensitive to do in this time. And then this turned out to be oh. like a little more. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, this one turns out to be a bit of a doozy. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just sit down and watch a bit of uh, light comedy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, with everything that's going on with the police in both the US and Australia and in other countries too. Black Lives Matter, violence against black people by the police. A lot of the conversation is around do police get adequate training? But but this movie is literally about how bad the training is for police and it treats it as a delightful romp. Like there's an opportunity. Like if it was more of a satire of like, hey, really makes you think we should maybe train our police, but it's not doing that. Did you know Jordan, uh, Jordan, Key and Peele or apparently Jordan Peele or Key and Peele are looking at doing a remake? See, that would work because I think that's what you've got to do with this. Because that's the treatment. It is, it's doing this for the wrong reasons versus the right reasons almost. Like it's not actually a satire. Or anything. It's just making jokes like within the problem versus shedding light on the problem. I don't know how to articulate that. But um, it ultimately on screen you're seeing that one of the core drivers of systemic racism unfold. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but let me, let me, I've got a few bullet points here. Let me go through them. So mm-hmm. you got the old, old mate saying, you know, in my day they were the right colour and they all had Johnsons. Now, granted, he's a bad guy. But no one else seems to react to it, like <laughs> that that's a bad thing to say. I assume by colour he means blue. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, so the one, that, the one that really was like, wow was when Hightower gets booted. And I'll, I'll play the clip because I don't want to say the line. Is it the J word? Yeah. So she runs over his feet. What is it? What is it? She ran over my feet! Uh, I'm sorry. I really am. Sorry? You dumb fat chickaboo! 
Oh, shit. Eddie's Hightower. It's Hightower. Eddie's Hightower, you take it easy now. Hightower. Hightower. Don't do that, Hightower. If you don't stop, you are out of here. Mr. I am warning you, Hightower. He subsequently gets kicked out of the academy. Not the guy that says that to the woman, but the guy yeah. that defends her gets yeah. kicked out of it. Fuck. And the fact that the guy, his reaction is not like, oh, shit, you shouldn't say that. It's like he's more just scared of Hightower. Yeah. Like there's yeah. no. Yeah, he's never more so. Yeah. It's like it's, it's not don't the, say things like that. It's don't say things like that in front of the big guy. Yeah. Yeah. You because know? you're coming through the car over. <sighs> They're the bad guys. They are the bad guys, but they're also the, the so those two racist guys, the guys with the shaved heads. Oh, that was the other part of that was funny when they get the shaved heads. It's like you can get whatever haircut you want. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, but they're the ones that are kind of pulled aside by the powers that be as like the good ones. The good, yeah, we, so that's yeah. kind of fucked up. That's totally. Ugh. So I get again. You're right. Like they are the bad guys, but at the same time, with everything that's going on now, it's like yeah, yeah. Oof, it's a little too close, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll wrap this up with a few bullet points. Okay, the star pupils are racists. <laughs> it shows the inadequate training they receive. Um, it shows how hard it is to get kicked out of the police force, unless you're black. There's a guy that loves shooting guns. <laughs> he's fucking gun happy. He shoots. He's, he needs to get a cat out of a tree and he uses a gun. Imagine yeah. what happens when he runs into a human. He saves everyone. And he, he loses his mind when he misses out on some gunplay later on. Yeah. And they, they even throw in some riots for good measure at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy, man. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's it definitely skirts some um some topical themes. Yeah. Yeah. Um hey, you know who hated this movie? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Roger Ebert. Roger hated it. He gave it zero stars he out of four. And I look, I got a it was pretty harsh, and I don't really agree with some of his comments. Yeah. Because, yes, I, I, I didn't love the rewatch. Yeah. I do still have a nostalgic attachment to the franchise. And there's some things he said in there that I don't really agree with. So he one of his comments I read, which you might have read, Yeah, is he said, he gives an example of how it's all very predictable and Hightower is, you know, the, the, the big sort of fearsome guy. Yeah. But that's kind of one-dimensional, and they should have—he should have made him a scaredy cat. And I was like, "Well, no, he's—he's he's a pacifist, kind of. Like he has a flower shop, yeah, and he doesn't really do anything violent. He tips over a car. Like he's a—he is a gentle giant for one. But, yeah, and there's nothing. But there's nothing wrong with having like the there's so many little quirky oddballs. It is nice for them to have one of the guys who can actually yeah physically take care of business in the, yeah in the. I think he was one of the better characters because, like, he's epic. He's just a cool guy, and he's cool. <laughs> yeah, but then also, I wonder why does he even want to be a cop? Because he seemed to, he was a cool florist guy. He's got an amazing florist. Yeah. <laughs> that was a beautiful florist. That was awesome. I got a couple, so and why? And he could have been a cop before, surely. Yeah. Why would he need to go in? And now they've changed the. Yeah, yeah. Oh, finally. Yeah. Oh, finally. Yeah. He's like seven foot. Yeah, he's massive. He's giant. He was he ex footy player. Yeah, he played yeah. proper NFL. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he had a. I think he won a Super Bowl. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah, Bubba Smith. So yeah, he played pro ball. He was like six foot seven. Um, he was a Super Bowl champion with one of his teams, maybe the Raiders. Played one hundred and eleven games in the in the NFL. So he was like a proper NFL player, like on pro all all American teams and whatnot. Um, but he did have he had CTE diagnosis a few years before his death, which is Damn. it's basically a brain disease that's pretty common in ex contact sports players. Yeah, right. I'm not going to try and pronounce the chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Ah, of course. <laughs> so yeah, CTE. CTE. Yeah. You would have heard if you if you follow any. Um, NFL or even rugby league players get it a bit as well. Yeah. He was in all of them except the last one and he didn't do it because Michael Jackson voice lady. Uh, um, she did base it on Michael Jackson. She did base yeah. it on Michael Jackson voice, yes. <laughs> so I can get away with that. Yeah, he he didn't come back because he's like, yeah, she's, she's not like, coming no, back. She's, she got cut up not doing it. Yeah. Good I never saw that one, the Moscow one. I, the name seems so familiar. I guess because of the time it came out I was more of a 
adult human with memories forming. Yeah, yeah. Um, I must have just seen it in the TV guide and stuff. But uh, mission to mission to Moscow. I thought the homophobic stuff was probably the worst for me. Oh, interesting. Okay, just because there was no need for it, like. Saying like the like the yeah. other stuff sort of set a purpose in that it gave us the bad guys. Yeah, whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's whereas true. Whereas homophobia came from left, right, and center. Yeah, and just kind of just uh, low key homophobia just sort of peppered through. Yeah, but that was kind of like not justifying it again, but like again, it's, it's a time, man. Yeah. Like f bombs yeah. left, right, and center. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we've done a lot of movies around this time that use those words. Yeah, you know the whole construct around the setting him to the gay bar. Which, Which is I kind thought of it, funny, like it's kind of. I I thought it was hilarious when I was a kid. I think they could have done it better. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't in mind. It the blue oyster. Yeah, it's iconic. Yeah. Hey, so we're, we're on the on the Roger Ebert thing. Yeah, sorry, I kind of ran with that, didn't I? No, no, that's good. I got a couple of blurbs. Interestingly enough, I didn't choose the blurb that you mentioned because I agree. I felt like that wasn't really the that wasn't the, the issue. Yeah, but it's pretty. It's pretty. He unleashes. <laughs> Once upon a time there was a movie named Airplane which had a clever notion. Wouldn't it be funny to satirise all those airport movies by combining their cliches into one glorious confused mess, typecasting the movie with walking stereotypes and going for every corny gag in the book. They were right. It was a great idea and it made a very funny movie. It also inspired a series of rip-offs, yada, 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 yada. Now comes, without any doubt, the absolute pits of this genre, the least funny movie that could possibly have been inspired by Airplane or any other movie. Among the many, <laughs> <laughs> among the many questions raised by Police Academy, the easiest is what genre does this movie think it's satirising? Are there any movies about police academies? That hardly matters since the academy in this movie resembles no police academy known to modern man and seems indeed to be modelled after a cross between basic training and prep school. All the trainee cops live on campus together in big dorms. The head of the academy is sort of like the headmaster. The campus yeah. is green and leafy and peaceful and altogether unlike I suspect the training experience undergone by any real police officers. So, yeah, it is like a college movie like you were saying. I really wanted to find the clip of that so I didn't have to read it but I couldn't find it. But I wanted to check because I was like, well, how many zeros has he given? Oh. And he's given, I think I added, it was 63 zeros he's given. Oh. That's quite a lot. Yeah, but I've just pulled out a few that I'd heard. Yeah, of. give it. Oh, good. Because <laughs> there were a lot. Yes, there I'm that looking I, forward to this. So Caligula, Deuce Bigelow, oh. European Gigolo. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Which my iPad auto corrected to Deuce Bungalow. Mm. Good name bungalow for Bungalow for two. Yeah, Freddie got fingered. Oh yeah. Well, this is interesting because there's a couple in here that he was kind of against the trend on. <laughs> Maybe not that one so much, but I know that's a beloved film for some. Me. <laughs> Human Centipede 2. Teddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> Human Centipede 2. Jaws the Revenge. Oh, yeah, that's bad. North. Tomcats. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> and oh, Wolf I... Creek. What? Yeah. he. I read that review because I was like, oh, that's interesting. And he is. That's a massive call. He's like, it's just, I think it's more along the lines of torture what? porn kind yeah. of. It's like there's no, it's just horrible. Just horribleness for horribleness sake kind of thing. And that's not what he said, but that's that's, that's probably a good summation of it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like I Wolf recently Creek. watched the sequel of it. Isn't there a series as well? Yeah, I haven't I haven't, I haven't tried seen that. either. It is pretty brutal and depressing. Like it's just like I, relentless. I've watched one, the first one, yeah. end to end once, and I've seen parts of it. I don't think I could sit through it end to end again. No. It's a watch it once and leave it alone. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah, I disagree though. I think it's pretty awesome. Like yeah, it, it's something. Doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we should talk about Michael Winslow though. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the room with us. All right. Welcome, Ladies and Michael gentlemen, Winslow. special guest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't bad. Did you know he first appeared on the Gong Show? What's the Gong Show? I think it's like. Um, Red Faces? New Faces. Yeah, yes. So he'd been on the Gong Show. I tried to find the clip, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. But one of the things he did was um, his Jimi Hendrix Purple Haze. Ah, uh, yes. Which I do have a clip of, which Excellent. I assume is mostly the same. Now, one thing on this, though, he does have a backing track of a guitar and some other music, so it's more on top of. Don't, don't spoil it. I'm going to dedicate this song to Bob Dylan um, simply because um, 
I don't understand them. <laughs> so uh, let me see. Let me get ready here. As if Razel wasn't a massive Mark Winslow oh, fan. hundred percent. He's got to be. Now, of course, he did the Star Spangled Banner as well. Have you heard his, his version of Jimi Hendrix's version of the Star Spangled Banner? <laughs> That's not his voice. <laughs> that was Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to show how close it is because, okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> I called your bluff, yeah. Ah, fucking. This is him. This is him. I'm not sure what he's doing. Is he vibrating his lips together? <laughs> he's probably, I mean, he he would distort the, he would set the mic at a yeah, distortion. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm actually good at this part now. Let him do the Super Bowl, you cowards. <laughs> that is so good. How? Because it's like you don't need an electric guitar. Like you could play in your band. <laughs> <laughs> that is phenomenal. But I wanted to. That is so good. It's so good. And the part that surprised me. Is all of it? Is all of it. But I'd heard those before because I think I went down a rabbit hole a few years ago. This yeah, stuff. I haven't but, heard that for a long time. But the one. I've heard in the past though. The one that blows my mind. doesn't blow my mind. It's not unexpected. But his singing voice. He does the voice. Really well. He did the Hendrix one before, but this is a clip of him on some Scandinavian TV show where he's with someone playing an acoustic guitar and he's doing everything else and it's, it's Zeppelin. It's something, man. What do you want to do? Uh, Led Zeppelin and you want, want to do the original artist key of E? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Like let's Guitar stuff is here, and the singing. Oh, 
like the the singing, and then actually now think about it because he's also singing, and there mustn't be an automatic kind of filter on it. And then the beatboxing, he didn't take a breath. Like, yeah, he didn't have any breaks then. And he's basically doing a guitar solo. You got to have some kind of knowledge of music to be able to like stay in the key and everything, and like. Yeah, yeah, I think he talented he knows man. What's up. Yeah, talented wow. man. I wanted to like uncover more nuggets about him. Like he's been in lots of stuff, but it seems like most of it is sort of cameo as Michael mm. Winslow. Mm. I mean, obviously he's still going. He's he like some of these clips are pretty recent. For some reason, he's on bloody. He seems to be doing really well in Europe. <laughs> he was in Spaceballs. Was he? He was making all the sound effects of the radar and like the. Mm. He was one of the people in. Yeah. What about, I loved in this one when he was playing Duck Hunt or Turkey Hunt. <laughs> He's sitting, in his, sitting in his bedroom at night, yeah, not yeah, just yeah. pretending to play. That's pretty good. Little turkey sounds. He hung around the longest too. Yeah, he, he did all the, of it. He was in the TV series as yeah. well. So we go through the different movies because mm-hmm. um, they're. I was going to say they're a mixed bag, but they're really not. <laughs> no, they just bring introduce a new stereotype here and there. Yeah. So I'll go, Remember I'll, the Asian guy? <laughs> Do they he have an Asian karate. guy? Oh, of course. Yeah, in like three or four. All right, I'll go through in chronological order. I'll go through um, the declining scores, I suppose. So Police Academy came out in 1984. Um, Rotten Tomatoes scored 54%. Police Academy 2, their first assignment, came out the following year, uh-huh. 33%. Police Academy 3, back in training, came out the following year, 40%. Oh, yeah. Police Academy 4, Citizen Song Patrol, came out the following year, 0%. Police 0% Academy, for Citizens on Patrol. Police Academy 5, Assignment Miami Beach, came out the following year. Negative. 0%. Police Academy 6, City Under Siege, 1989, the following year, 0%. Oh, my God. So these are all year after year. These are up until this point. It feels, it feels like we're reading through Steven Seagal's. It does. Tomato meter. It does. Police Academy Seven. They took a break at least. It came out in nineteen ninety four. Mission to Moscow or Moscow. Zero uh, percent. But of course, there was also the animated series. Did you watch the animated series? I think I did. Now, for a, for a movie that already had a good soundtrack, I don't mind the opening theme here. For a couple of years, two years, maybe, maybe one year. There was also an, a TV show, TV show, live action from 1997 to 1998. Michael Winslow was the only guy to stick around. Yeah. There are a couple of cameos, I think, from the other guys, but. Commandant yeah. Lassard. Yeah. Interesting, huh? So interesting. Interesting. Oh, the cast did reunite in um, one of those, you know, we're in the era of the uh, Sharknados and whatnot. There was a similar movie called. Lava Lantula. Yes. Um, that had Gutenberg in it. But he got the gang back together. So it had Gutenberg, it had Winslow, it had Leslie Easterbrook, Boob Lady, and Marion Ramsey, Michael Jackson voice lady. Yeah. So he got the gang back together there, which is. To fight um, flaming spiders. Flaming spiders, yeah, exactly. Oh, and a little tidbit one of Bill Clinton's favorite films. I did. Is that surprising? Not so much. Not so much. I feel like he probably would have liked a cameo. He would. I'll play the guy in the cupboard. <laughs> I'll give the speech. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> hey, should we get into the verdict? Yeah. Anyway. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. Man, my overall thought on this one, I've probably given it away already, but you know what? Five star? (laughs) Plot twist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would say this is probably not the movie at the top of the list to rewatch in 2020. It's a little too close to home in what are some genuine issues. 
Uh, it would be one thing if it was, you know, had a bit of sting in the bite, a bit of uh, satire to it, but it's really just, yeah, it's not really doing that. Yeah. But ultimately it's also just not all that funny. Yeah. I think that's ultimately where it lands for me. All that stuff aside, did I watch it and laugh that much? Not really. Yeah, I think Eben might have said something as usual. He would articulate it better, but punchline doesn't really come, or or it just cuts away. Yeah, to the next thing before it's kind of resolved and yeah. And I wonder if that might be the director being weird. I don't know if it gets better in the in the sequels. Well, not according to Tomatoes, but I will watch maybe three, number three. I think. And don't get me wrong, I feel like I've shat all over this movie. I was pumped to watch this. Yeah. And even in watching, I was watching the trailers just before Greg got here for the sequels and I'm like, I'm into this. <laughs> yeah. Because it has. something. Like, there's still, there's you said something, it didn't have heart but there is something. It's got almost heart. The part where Mahoney's taken in for driving lessons is almost something. That's almost something. And I think the character, I think the actors like the experience because, you know, they keep going They're like a family. And, yeah, yeah so there's, that. there's something to it. I get that but it's, Yeah. It's a shame. It's, it's, it's a not shame. A I was, for I was me. disappointed. Yeah, it's the best left in the past for me. Yeah, and you know, if you're fond of this movie, cherish those memories. Just don't watch it now. <laughs> mm. like, there's nothing wrong with loving a movie from when you were younger. Yes, and it has made a lot of the series, the, the franchise has made a lot of people happy. Yeah, it's a good thing. Respect that. Hey, um, Simpsons. Homer's had a couple of rants on it. Dealing. How could you? Haven't you learned anything from that guy who gives those sermons at church? Captain, what's his name? We live in a society of laws. Why do you think I took you to all those police academy movies? For fun? Well, I didn't hear anybody laughing. Did you? Except that that guy who made sound effects. Hog, hog. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Stay out of my booze. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Man, that's so good. That's a reminder of how There's good Simpsons more. was. Because you know how a lot of the Simpsons references we've been getting lately are from newer yeah, episodes. And that's like, like. That is golden era. All right, there's the second one here. Boy, when Marge first told me she was going to the police academy, I thought it'd be fun and exciting, <laughs> you know, like that movie, Spaceballs. <laughs> but instead it's been painful and disturbing like that movie, Police Academy. Oh, wow, they shut on it twice. Shut on it. Oh, shut that's on it good. Twice. That's good. The Which, first one I could thought, you know, it could be Homer just not yeah. getting it or whatever. No, but that it was. It twice. Wow. And they're both Homer. Like, it's good. That's nice. I didn't hear anyone laughing. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I was like, oh, this, except for the guy with the sound effects. <laughs> that's basically, basically at the same review as us. <laughs> so, yeah. If you, you know what? Homer said it best. Yeah. This movie's not that good except for the guy that does the sound effects. Yeah. There you Michael have it. Michael Winslow. <laughs> we salute you. <laughs> oh my god, uh, so good! Porn parody. Fuck, I forgot to look at these up. Okay, so porn, porn parody. parody um, this is where I. Okay, two things. <laughs> First is one called "This Isn't the Police Academy." Oh. Seems like a series. And then <laughs> there's another one called "T Girls in the Police Academy." Okay. Yeah. So the T stands for transvestite. Ah, okay. Yeah, which I wasn't aware of before this afternoon. Oh, now you're very aware. Yeah, yeah. So um, I learned something. <laughs> um, special effects. Not much to go off there. Give, Give it a neutral car. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's MVP, fine. MVP, Winslow. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I did have recast these here. Oh, you did? Now, this isn't, this isn't necessarily the version I'd want to see, but it's the version... I could imagine us getting. Yeah. Seth MacFarlane taking the helm. I feel like this is something he would love. Or oh, yeah. he, he likes, I was watching the uh, Thousand Ways, Million Ways to Die in the West or whatever it is yeah. the other day. He likes like this sort of traditional comedy format, yeah. I think, but with a bit of new spice to it kind yeah. of thing. Uh-huh. Bit of the family guy, rando flavor Flavor to it. But I could imagine doing this. So he, he could – first yeah. I was like he'd be Mahoney, but I was actually – no, he'll be Michael Winslow because he can do the voices. Yeah, okay, yeah. He'll, he'll put himself in it because it'll be an ego project. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Wahlberg is Mahoney. Yeah. Now all these people are too old, I'm going to say. So it's not perfect recasties, but Mike imagine Wahlberg it 10 years ago. 30, so. Yeah, it's true. Okay. <laughs> I'm older than Wahlberg now. Um, Giovanni, Giovanni Ribisi as the lieutenant. 
He's a good cranky man now. <laughs> He's aged into cranky man role. These yeah. are all people that's worked with Seth MacFarlane in the past. Oh, yeah, true. <clears throat> Seth Green is one of the shit bags, one of the racists. Yeah. And Charlize Theron is Kim Cattrall's character. That's as far as I got. But nice. I could see that happening. <laughs> I could yeah, see that I as, see a, that as a universe. thing. Yeah, 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 I like yeah. it. I like it. And I, uh, notable mention to Commandant Lassard. I love that yeah. sweet man's voice. It's like a sing-song voice. <laughs> yeah. It's like he doesn't know what's going on. At he all. doesn't. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty great. delightful. Yeah, it's pretty he's delightful. Sweet. He's a Finnish background. And I did look oh. him up on Wiki because I was trying to find he, – he's so familiar and I didn't know whether it was just from this. But you said he's Punky's dad, Punky Bruce. And it's such a different vibe. You see him in a different light then, right? Mm. Like he seems like a real father figure yeah. <laughs> compared to just this guy. The guy that plays tit for tat <laughs> speech blowjobs. <laughs> um, check it out. Yeah, that was weird. Why – I don't know. know. Write a review. Yeah. What are we doing next week? Oh, Child's Play. Halloween. Spectacular. We'll do Child's Play next week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I'm in a Nolan movie. Yeah, we've already recorded it. We mementoed it. Mementoed with the pod. Greg's already forgotten that. (laughs) Touche. (laughs) Touche. I have to go now. I was so confused about what movies I was supposed to watch this week. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That was impossible. So, So, I had to watch Predator? (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Alright, see you next week guys. Peace.